welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Amy, Marla, Bish, Chris, Craig, and Dennis. Good to have you guys. Any announcements? We've got uh, the nightly 9 p.m. Eastern online meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, the fourth dimensioners, every night, 9 p.m. We've seen a number of you guys there. Thank you. Uh, Amy chairs on Sunday. I chair on Friday. Uh, we have different people come. Uh, ZoomAAMeetings.com. We'll get you there every time. Got to log in your Zoom account first. I have a gift in a book that I was given that I need to announce. Uh, powerless but not helpless. Uh, BuddyC.org can give you some examples. It's uh, my interpretation of the Tao Te Ching. It's it's a real gift. Uh, well, I think we'll read it along with the other verses that we'll use today for the 81st chapter. If anyone can afford it, uh, just go to BuddyC.org. Send me a message and I'll send you the PDF, no problem. Uh, lots of good stuff in there that really speaks to me and I want to share it with you. Okay, the 81st verse. Uh, Amy, why don't you read the Stephen Mitchell for us, please? Okay. And I'm laughing because like a really good alcoholic, I've now got like 32,000 translations of the Tao Te Ching laying out. And this is great. I am in heaven. Okay. So which one am I supposed to read? Because I got all of them. Read the Stephen, Stephen Mitchell? Mitchell? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> This is Stephen Mitchell's translation of the 81st verse. True words aren't eloquent. Eloquent words aren't true. Wise men don't need to prove their point. Men who need to prove their point aren't wise. The master has no possessions. The more he does for others, the happier he is. The more he gives to others, the wealthier he is. The Tao nourishes by not forcing, by not dominating. The master leads. Okay, McDonald's version. True words do not sound beautiful. Beautiful sounding words are not true. Wise men don't need to debate. Men who need to debate are not wise. Wise men are not scholars and scholars are not wise. The master desires no possessions. Since the things she does are for the people, she has more than she needs. The more she gives to others, the more she has for herself. The Tao of heaven nourishes by not forcing. The Tao of the wise person acts by not competing. Marla, would you read Ron Hogan for me? Sure. The truth isn't flashy. Flashy words aren't true. Educated people aren't always smart. Smart people don't always have an education. Good people don't argue. <clears throat> people who argue aren't good. 
masters don't hang on to things. They're always doing something for other people, so they always have more to give. They give away whatever they have, so what they have is worth more. If you want to get right with Tao, help other people, don't hurt them. Masters always work with people, never against them. Thank you, Marla. Hey, Dennis, will you read uh, my interpretation, please? You're, you're muted. That was good because I was just about to say, I'll see if I can hack myself through it without butchering it. Loving words are not always beautiful. Beautiful words are not always loving. Those who love do need to debate. Those who need to debate have not yet learned how to love. You do not learn to love from a book. You learn to love by loving. The more you love, the more love manifests in your life. You start to experience all the things you only dreamed were possible. Thank you, Dennis. Mm. Comments, guys? Well, first comment I have is that, well, when I'm going now, when I just have read yours is it's simpler, but I guess an interpretation is supposed to make it a little simpler somehow. Or, yeah, it, it's not my, tra- you know, I'm, I'm not, it's not a translation word for word. It's what spoke to me out of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's what I, what, what it meant to me, you know, was, was what I wrote. So I focused on love there instead of uh, some of these others are like the, the I've we've used the title of the wisdom of nothingness or how, um, uh, you know, how when we focus on helping others that when that's our focus, then we have everything that we need. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. the focus of some of these other translations. Um, but I, I just went to love immediately in that, that I remember I used to debate things when I had something to prove and I have nothing to prove now. So I have no reason to debate. And then I, I really liked uh, uh, those who need to debate have not yet learned how to love. So it's like everyone's on the same side, right? It's not that it's one opposed to the other. It's that, um, they just haven't learned yet. <laughs> it's not that they're opposing me. They just, they just haven't learned. We're all on the same side. You know, it takes time, but I remember when you first told me that uh, that thing about helping others, remember? Yeah. And, and I instantly wanted to fight it when you said, well, in, whenever I'm feeling in, in, in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, when, whenever – you have problems with yourself of a resentment or something. You, you just turn towards others and help them. And my instant reaction was, oh, well, but doesn't that mean that you're just trying to escape in another way for not wanting to look at yourself? And I remember you came back and I said, you know what? It, that's not it. If it's, if it's real love, then it's not it. Um, yeah, if we start from a bad motive, Dennis, uh, we're, we're not going to stay there long. We're just not. We're going to find a reason not to do it. Back to that fighting again, you know? Yeah. And that was exactly what it was. I was debating, but I was doing it through questions instead. I was questioning yeah. it. So that was the, the argument in it, right? Well, there's no, there's no reason. I mean, question everything. I mean, that's, that's the way 
we all learn is when we don't understand, we question, you know, but we, uh, we realize that this is, this is so simple. And even in the Tao, these other verses say the same thing. Um, McDonald, the more she gives to others, the more she has for herself. Mm-hmm. The Tao of heaven nourishes by not forcing. The Tao of the wise person acts by not competing. It, what I got from this was a lot of tradition 11 from a, a program of attraction, not promotion. But isn't it interesting too that like when I was brand new in recovery, my sponsor would try to, she did a really good job at telling me her experience and her strength, which could turn out to be my hope that those things would happen for me too. Right. But it wasn't something that like she could experience for me. She could just tell me what hers was. And then it's, it's not that you can really teach this to somebody. It, I mean, the words, right. The words do not sound beautiful because at the beginning, it was all just a bunch of bullshit because I thought you were all liars, that there's no way all of that can happen for me. There's no way that you're doing life without those mind altering substances. No way. So those words were true for you at that moment, but they sounded like total bullshit to me. Now, that's my truth. Mm-hmm. So now those words are beautiful, but only to me because that's my experience. I don't know if that makes any sense. And Dennis and I talked about that, you know, the the part about the beautiful words are not always loving and loving words. How does it say it? Uh, That loving words are not always beautiful and beautiful words are not always loving. Uh, And what we were talking about was, you know, sometimes love does not sound beautiful. Acceptance does not sound beautiful. Can you give us that example that you gave me, buddy? Because there must be others out there that, that don't get that in the first round. I cannot be the only one. That love hurts. Yeah, it's a lot of times, you know, we we find that our yeah, yeah, Marla, we sometimes love is tough. I mean, I kicked my son out of the house when he was a senior in high school for for drinking. And that was love, but it was not beautiful. <laughs> Nothing beautiful about it, but it was love. You did what you had to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, you know, and by the opposite of that, just because something sounds good doesn't mean it's love either. <laughs> <laughs> No, that can be the manipulative words we talked about, right? If I'm trying yes. to manipulate you into do something, that sounds beautiful, but it really isn't is to lure you in to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's that goes back to the Tao itself. You know, you know, the words about uh, the words of truth are, are not always something that we want to hear. How about this part of the master has no possessions? The more he does for others, the happier he is. The more he gives to others, the wealthier he is. It's not that he doesn't have anything. I think it's that the possessions don't own him or her. 
that they are not owned by the things that they have. They see what they have as a gift to be given away, in other words. I think their their wealthiness is the gift of love, right? They're giving that away out of compassion. Can that or whatever be? they have, Dennis, mm-hmm. or whatever they have, because uh, I, I went the love route, but they go more of, uh, you know, possessions on these others. Uh, like, but every one of the translations themselves say that the more that you give, the more that you have in that regard. And what you have may not be, it could be physical, it could not, but it doesn't matter at that this, point. It doesn't this, matter. Isn't that in a spiritual manner? Because when you give something physical away, you don't have that anymore, but you receive something greater than that. That's, is that how it's 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 meant to be? That's kind I think of, it's everything, Dennis, because I think at that point, if, if things don't have you, they're no longer important. So if you have them, fine. If you don't, fine. It's no longer the important thing. Hmm. Just like in the McDonald translation, it says, the more she gives to others, the more she has for herself. You know, it's hard for us to think that's true. Marla? I just want to throw in a little bit of woo-way in there because we can take it to extremes. So we we really have to be balanced because when a woman hears something like that, like, you know, I have to give everything away in order to get, we already give everything away. You know, as a woman, we're nurturers, you know, most of us. So we give ourselves away. And we've forgotten how to how to create a balance, you know, and how to take care of ourselves until we get to be old and our kids are gone and, oh, now it's time to take care of myself. It's it's almost too late. You have to take care of yourself in the middle of all of it. Here's a, thank you, Marla. This is Sam Hamill. He, He translated that as the sage does not hoard and thereby bestows. The more he lives for others, the greater his life. The more he gives to others, the greater his abundance. So he came at it from how you did, Dennis, on that the more he gives, uh, the more he lives for others, the greater his life. That whole idea that that our life is greater the more that we give. That sounds true. That sounds, yes. Selfless, becoming selfless. Yes, exactly. You know, and and there's a way that we can do this. A lot of this has to do, I think, with our attitude toward others, too. Like, I have a couple of notes from where we've talked about this in times past. Giving people the right to their opinion is a way that I can give to others. Truth. Giving them the right, was it the right to be wrong? <laughs> like we were talking about before. <laughs> or just the right to their opinion. Don't we do that in every AA meeting because there's no crosstalk. So pretty much, hey, I just got to put up with what you're saying. And we're not supposed to go in and come with any arguments against that, right? <laughs> so, or judgment. Yes, yes. So, So we're letting people... You know, when we can learn to do that in everyday life, I mean, have have you ever been around the person who has to prove their point continually in every conversation? They're no fun to be around. Oh, yeah, Chris is awesome. Yeah, I've never been like that, Chris, not me. 
<laughs> but at the same time, when you have those people that are right there that you're trying to help, giving them the same grace, right? That for me, giving them the same grace that was given to me and allowing them the space they need. Man, does it teach me so much more about how I don't want to be anymore and how I used to be and how I'm so grateful that I get to study things like this to help me to not be like that. And maybe going back to the same kind of concept of alcohol being the higher power, my painful past my former assholishness, if you will, affords me the ability to recognize it in other people. And like, that's become an asset now. It's no longer a liability for me. It's an asset for me because I can see it and I don't want to be it. And I'm trying not to be it. And by not, what is it? By not forcing, right? By not debating with someone by not screaming at them, telling them that you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. Then again, I'm, I'm just leading by example, but it's yeah. really hard not to hang up on that sponsee when they go off rails, man. I'm just saying, just saying. I had a sponsee that I told him, I said, okay, when they express their opinion, thank them for their opinion. Thank you for sharing your opinion with me. i I value the opportunity. And I said, don't say this to them, but this is inside. Say, I, I value hearing what you have to say about that. Thank you. But I don't really want what you got. But yeah, I value how stupid you sound right now is what's really going on in my head. <laughs> but but if you offer them that thanks, then it helps you to be accepting of what, yeah. you know, to, to give them the right to divorce yeah. their opinion. Yeah. yeah. Somebody gave me the right, so. Yeah. Craig? I know Dennis says no crosstalk, but I'm going to crosstalk because I completely agree with what he We can say. crosstalk. We, uh, I, I, use, I use that um, when I'm doing the fourth steps, when I'm taking guys through the fourth step and they have these big resentments against people and we always look for the opportunity. What's, what's the opportunity with having this person in your life? It's, it's showing you how you don't want to treat people and how you don't end up, you don't end up that contentious old, old get that they just constantly sits and complains. So there's always opportunities. Everybody's teaching us some sort of spiritual lesson that we don't, we don't really appreciate at the time. How about when we just listen to people sometimes when we really, when they have no one to listen to them. And that is a giving. Yeah. That's a giving. A lot of meetings. Yeah, we. I mean, sometimes somebody will come into a meeting and you know they have to get something off their chest or they're going to use because they tell you they're going to use. And just you have to give them the space. Sometimes that's the only that. Sometimes that's the only place that they can go to do that. Sometimes that's. Yeah. Some people are that. We owe them. Yeah, they only have that. We owe to them to listen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I've had people show up in my life that have no one else to listen to them and I'll have to take the time to listen when it's the last thing in the world I want to do is sit there and listen to them I don't want to listen to them I can tell them that you know do you want Chris 
I think it gets frustrating to just be a listener all the time. Right. Imagine how a therapist feels. I'm, I kind of think when I'm being the listener and I don't want to, it's, I don't know if it's because it's a struggle. I want them to feel better somehow. And maybe that's why I don't want to listen to all this because I kind of know all those things, uh, what the root of it is, uh, of the struggles. It has something to do with, with selfishness and, and stuff they've been through and they don't have the uh, tools how to... Um, how to not react to, to, to the circumstances and all that. And, and then it becomes frustrating. And maybe because I already think that my, my thoughts are a little bit better, there might be that selfish thing that I rather want to listen to what I have to say, that I have to learn to listen. I remember that I have to learn to listen. In, in the beginning, I didn't hear much in the meetings. I was just preparing to say what I wanted to say. Yeah. But that's, that's actually good. I have to learn to listen. Like I have to learn to love. <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't learn to love from a book. We learn to love by loving, you know. Learn to listen by listening. Yes. We have to do it. Exactly, Dennis. For me, it was selfishness when I don't want to do that because I have better things to do than listen to their bullshit. And when I start that in my head, it gets more difficult and more difficult. If I can flip that around while it's happening, say, thank you. Thank you for being here today. You know, and do that in my head instead. Flip it to gratitude. I can find some peace with it, at least enough not to go crazy while I'm listening. <laughs> you know. Do you remember the story? I'm trying to get that out of your body where the guy with the where he sent him want to send him to the pawn shop in the end because he just goes on a rant, his fancy. Remember that? He is complaining oh, about his one, oh, he keeps complaining. Okay, I know the story. Yeah. Uh, he keeps complaining because he has a relative who keeps taking advantage of him in business. And he keeps complaining to his sponsor about it. But he keeps doing business with him over and over and over. And his sponsor says, well, just don't do business with him. And, and it won't happen. But he keeps doing it. He keeps doing it because he allows him to manipulate him, you know, and all that stuff. And finally, his sponsor said, uh, said, Sam, do you have a gun? And he said, yeah, do you think I should kill myself? He says, no, shoot me. I'm tired of hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I never mentioned it to him again. I said, well, all right, good. <laughs> but he kept doing it. But he wouldn't mention it anymore. You know? But that was it. Was he said, I'm tired of hearing this. Come on, do what I, what I suggest. <laughs> At the same time, though, when you... When you hear, I don't know, I think one of the gifts of actually listening to someone else unburden their soul, mm -hmm. allowing them the space to do that over and over and over, then all of a sudden, within five minutes, they've gone full circle and worked out their shit themselves by me just keeping my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard to hold on, right, for that ride. But man, all of a sudden, the you know the the voice starts here and goes up to like fifty thousand octaves, ah! and then it comes back down, and you're like, oh, well, I'm so glad that you just got all that worked out right there. <laughs> well, that's just the from listening. Step, baby. That's the fifth yeah. step. You know, 
Yeah. Because that's when we can hear we when we when we get rid of our secrets, it takes the power out of them. You know, because as long as that's up here in my head, uh, it's something totally different than when I get it out. And it's hard to to find tools to help with fear that I keep in my head and don't share when I don't share my fear. It's just fear is all it is. One of the things that um, that I learned uh, using my um, therapist is that is when they're saying th- these things that are wrong, you listen to what they're saying and try and figure out what has caused that uh, if from their point of view. You know, you, you uh, start uh, uh, being empathic. Um, so I understand you're frustrated with something or, you know, the kinds of responses that are constructive uh, rather than trying to prove them wrong. There are things you can do that you don't have to just sit there and listen. Um, you can uh, try and make them think about why they feel that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and that comes from listening, Chris. Yeah. Well, and processing and and uh, responding, right? I mean, in a in a relationship, you have to serve yourself as well. So you you don't want to escalate the situation, but you want to um, uh, get it on a different direction. I guess is the best way. You know, for me, that comes from me coming with a willingness to give and that idea that I'm there, you know, I may not have the answer, but I'm open to the answer. You know, I'm here to listen. I'm not here to solve your problem. I'm here to listen. And like Amy said, most of the time they have their they have their solution already. They just don't know it. The big thing is they just need. They need, and if they're coming with an honest heart and they're they're sharing their heart with you, you're going to reflect back to them the solution. And they create that. You don't create that. Now, the thing they're noticing is that you're not supporting them by not saying anything. And they can develop their own argument that way. You know, just the fact of getting it out, Chris. You know, yeah. just the fact. Yeah. Amy, you'll like this. I was read. I was studying. We go through the step. I go through the steps with the sponsee. Then we go back through the traditions, and we go through each tradition after we do the steps. And I read the fifth tradition with someone this morning. Each group has but one primary purpose: to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Uh, it's the great paradox of AA that we know we can seldom keep the precious gift of sobriety unless we give it away. And I was thinking about this and how this says that it's not that the sage is the source of all these things. It's that the sage gives. So in the sage giving, the sage always has more than enough of whatever it is that the sage needs, be it whatever and I was thinking about this the other day in that regard. 
about money, I don't know if I'll ever have like millions and millions of dollars in the bank. Look at nature. Nature doesn't hoard. Nature uses what it has and it moves on. And then it gets more the next day. You know, like think of water. Water goes and now there may be a flood for a while, but it all leaves and goes its own way. Um, And I think for us, it's the same way. It's learning that to live in that paradox that what we have is a gift to be given away and we'll always have what we need. That's the way it seems to be for me, no matter what it is that we're talking about, whether recovery or, you know, financially or whatever, what I have always, what I need always shows up. May not be in the form that I want, but it's always there. Hmm. Comments? The way Mitchell says that, he says the more the master does for others, the happier he is. I can see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that to me speaks to ego, I think. Well, I think all of this speaks to ego. I think everything for me speaks to ego because as long as I keep my ego in check, um, the only way I can keep my ego in check is working with other people because it becomes about them and not me. And I didn't even realize how egotistical and self-centered I was until I got sober, until I started seeking the peace and serenity and, and comfort in something other than the bottle. The joyousness. For me, I can, um, if I don't have a joyous feeling inside, I try and fill it up. It used to be alcohol. Now it's, I have hobbies that I developed and um, trying to do more service. But I know love fills that, that hole too. Um, expression of love, uh, the uh, um, living amends kind of love too. And what are we giving, Chris? Uh, what we're giving for the most part is emptiness. We're, we're not giving solutions. We're, 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 when I'm listening to someone, I'm not giving answers. I'm giving time. I'm just listening. It's a way to give love. Mm-hmm. That's, your, that's what you give. The gift mm-hmm. of you. That's it, Marla. That's it. Yeah. I mean, we can't even approach recovery. Once we think we know how this works, we still don't come at it from that ego place you were talking about, Amy. We don't come at it from that. Oh, I know how to do it. I know what they need to do to get sober. Here, do this and this and this, mm-hmm. and it'll work for you. You know, that, no, no, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's, that's all down to the intention of why you're doing things. Am I doing it so people look at me and think, you know, he's great? Or am I doing it because I genuinely have the capacity and the love to do it for people that are still struggling? Hmm. Dennis, you have something? No, I'm empty, I guess. <laughs> Actually, that's that's a lot. I know that my disease is in between my ears. I mean, it's, it's constant thoughts that's going all the time, right? So I have to sit still for, for me to recharge. And... Uh, 
And again, that's the stillness you can give to others by just listening. And I really love it when Amy was saying that. I hear it over and over again. When they come, to, when you're sitting and, and you and you're getting it into that intellect, and you get you come to the to the result of it. Now, still, you're still in those old conceptual thoughts patterns, right? So, and the only thing that that, <laughs> that is a relief for me whenever it's uh, Chris was mentioning those. Um, uh, I, I want to feel joy. I always want to feel happy. I, I always want that feeling, and, and, and when I can't get it, uh, my, my mind is escaping, right? So, so what I can do, Bud and I talked about this when he, when he took me through step uh, five and six, that, uh, and, and, I, and I knew it from the fold, ugly, that I can sit and accept these feelings. Oh, I just feel anger right now. That, that's what it is. And then have an acceptance towards that that brings me into this moment. And this moment is the only place where I can be aware, right? Awareness is in this moment, and, and and that's where where the consciousness comes in. And I've even hear somebody says that the awareness is the consciousness, and the other way around. So being conscious is the awareness of just being. And and that's the most beautiful gift you can give to somebody else when you're sitting with them. I don't know where that came from. As I said, I was empty. It might have been coming from the emptiness. <laughs> Dennis, you're so empty-headed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Marla it's funny that you say that I remember as a kid because of these thoughts before I started it was a frustrated my mom was leaving my stepdad and we were sleeping with my mom's sister my aunt far away and I had to travel a long time to go to school and I didn't want to go to school and there was this pain in me and I actually banged my head into a, into a concrete wall not to go to school and if, because I was feeling these frustrations, maybe that's why I'm to I'm into today. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was interesting. So alcohol came in handy there. <laughs> so when we have a when we see a need, for me, I think what this is showing me is all I have to do is just make myself available. Just be available. Mm -hmm. I'm here. What can I do? It's like my friend. I, I, I've said this before. I got a friend that he always has all the answers, but I, I but I assume if, the, if he's ever at the funeral home and we have a mutual friend, he just goes up and pats him on the back and say a word, just loves him. I'm like, wow, he's learned that. He doesn't, you know, try to explain why it happened or, you know, any of those things. He's just loving him. He's just there. And I was like, hmm, that's good. I need to remember that for more places than the funeral home, you know. <laughs> you know, especially there, but more places, you know. So would that be silence is golden? I never understood that until like right now. Hmm. Yeah. That's emptiness, Amy. Yeah. That, that don't know mind, that approaching the situation as if we really don't know what the solution is. Also, I think it's a Dalai Lama quote when you say when you are when you're talking, you're just repeating what you already know. But when you're listening, you're, you're open to learn new things. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Huh. But isn't this whole verse about emptiness, though? For me, it is. It's about. 
my giving is from a source that's not my own. My giving is from a place of emptiness. It's not from, like if I'm giving love to someone or if I'm listening, I'm not doing that with the idea that I have the solution. I'm doing that with the idea that I'm listening. You know, I'm doing that with the idea that I think they have the answer, not me. My job's just to listen. It's not to come up with the answer. My job's to be the mirror. Mirrors don't have opinions. You could also say that the emptiness here is the wisdom there is behind all these words, right? And, and wisdom is mentioned a lot of places in, in the different translations. Yeah. Uh, wise and wisdom. Yes. Mirrors do need to be polished. Very good, Bish. With love. Yeah. How about, how about replacing emptiness in the serenity prayer? We did that before, Marla. I remember in one of the other Tao meetings. God grant me the emptiness to accept the things I cannot change, the emptiness to change the things I can, and the emptiness to know the difference. Wow. I like the truth interpretation you have in there. For some reason, that rings to me. Everybody want the truth. Maybe not always about themselves. That's what we're learning in step four or five, right? But otherwise, we want the truth. And then that's, especially for a newcomer, they have a, they have a hard, hard time to uh to when they first come in Dennis uh they can't handle the truth you know? no that's true but still that might be a good approach because people get get got down the wrong throat a lot of times so truth might be yeah. a good easing pad into uh, a path into God grant us the truth to accept the things we cannot change the truth to change the things we can and the truth to know the difference yeah yeah but I think my my truth, though, has only come from uncovering, discovering, and discarding. Getting truth rid of... That seems hard to me. Truth, you know, it seems like abrasive. And, yeah, you know. I think truth is, is, for me, more of what... I don't think this makes sense, but it does. Truth, for me, is is more of what I'm not and getting rid of what I'm not to be who I really am. That is my truth. And that I think is the emptiness that I think is the, um, you know, in the book, it says we deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God, right? It may be obscured by pomp and calamity worship of other things. That's not a verbatim, but you know, so for me, like all this other stuff that was piled on for me to perceive that that's who I am is the shit I have had to get rid of. So I can, that was actually limiting who I could be at the core, which is simple love, listening, truth. You know, I mean, when we look at this verse, Ultimately, it says at the end of all of these translations that the Tao of heaven nourishes by not forcing. The Tao of the wise person acts by not competing, nourishes uh, by not dominating. The master leads. Um, That's a result of learning how to give. If we want to live in this effortless effort, this flow of life, 
we have to learn how to be a listener, how to be empty, how, how to give, and then what we need can be given to us. We can't accept what we need until we're willing to give what we have. That's the whole point. As we want to move to that last sentence in all of these. <laughs> yeah. I want to live in this effortless effort, in this life of not forcing, of, of just being nourished. And the only way that can happen is I've got to make my life about you and not about me. I remember the first time I was out with my friends and I bought their breakfast. I was down in Florida with uh, visiting relatives, a relative in the program. And some guys went out for breakfast. I said, let me buy you. I want to buy your breakfast. You know, I'd never see these guys again. I'd have no reason because I'd have nothing to get from them. They're not going to do me a favor. And after I left, I was like, wait a minute. Why did I buy their breakfast? <laughs> and I said, oh, I know why, because I'm changing. You know, it was a chance I could do something for someone and they not be able to do anything for me at all, ever. I was like, wow, buddy, that is total opposite of how you used to be. But it's that kind of an attitude that we start seeing. We see it like the, like the ninth step promises. You know, we realize God's doing it for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. We realize we're changing after the fact, you know. And that's it. If we want to live this non-forcing life, then we have to learn to be a giver. Learn how to be empty. And, it, and it's a lot more than talking about money. Money's just a small part of that. Mm. A small part of that. It's about our attitude toward the people around us, how we get along with our friends and family and everyone else. And it's just this idea of approaching life from how can I help you instead of how can you help me? It's back to that again. If you go back to the promises, are you saying that God is doing for others what we wouldn't do for others ourselves? Instead of God is doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves? Yeah. Repeat that for me, Craig. I can translate for you, buddy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's what it is. God is doing for others what what we could not do for others. Instead of what it says in the promises, God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. No, that's not what I said. You, Wasn't you that just, what you said? Did I not hear no. that? I just switch it around? So you okay, just translate. You just retranslated something I didn't even say. He interpreted. Did what I? You, really you just, say it again, Greg. I'm sorry. You just you just translated what was actually in the big book to the opposite of what I was saying. So. <laughs> Okay. What God is doing for others what we wouldn't do for them before. Uh, I just, he's just, right. I just, so that just came out with something. Because <laughs> the promise is. Sorry, erase that. What does that even mean? Well, I, well, there's things that we wouldn't do for other people before. Oh, through us, God's. Di- yeah. Oh, okay. When we align our will with God's will, then we start doing stuff for other people that we wouldn't do for other people before? That we we wouldn't previously, yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. I I get it. I I just completely turned that around. That took a while, didn't it? You tried. You tried, Dennis. (laughs) I'm going to type it. I'll type it out next time. But that's good, Craig, because 
we're being that mirror. It's back to that mirror again. Mm. Because really, my job in helping others is I'm learning how to be a mirror is really it. I'm learning how to reflect back to them what they already are. And they just don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, That's it's not the job. It's, it's not that we couldn't do it. It's just the fact that we wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have more than we need is because we're not the source of anything. Our intellect is not the source. We're, we're not the source. We just reflect back is all we do without prejudice. And the only way we can do that is approaching it through love, including this. Look, on this one line, it says the Tao of the wise person acts by not competing. How do you not compete? There's love involved when you're not competing with someone. <laughs> Trying to be better, look better, do better, all those, all those betters. That's it, hard for me. Oh, me too. I want to oh compete my God. all the time. My twin sister and I have been in a competition since before. Like literally, I say to people, yeah, I kicked her out of the womb four minutes before, right? That's how much of a competition. It, it's not she was born four minutes before me, so she's older. No, it's I kicked her out because I wanted it all the most. It's still a thing. It's still a thing. Grown ass women, still a thing. She got another degree and she <laughs> she got a degree in nursing and she said, ha ha, I finally have more degrees than you. What? Like this was just like last year or maybe the year before, whatever. It's still a thing. Did you go back to school? I'm thinking what, about it. What you studying? <laughs> a double degree. <laughs> right, right. So does it come out in irony, Amy, with that little hint behind it? Or does it just come out really like a schoolgirl? Ha ha. Or... No, no, it's it's real. It is real. It's, it's real. It's real. I mean, she's my she's my person. She's my best friend. Like she's the one I went to Iceland with a couple of weeks ago. I mean, we're really, really close, but <laughs> we're very, very competitive too. But you, I have those competitive thoughts all the time, and I just kick them out like other thoughts. Yeah. I say, "Oh, that's just another thought." And I don't take try not to take it seriously. But even even down to things like before the meeting when I'm there and they're talking about who's grateful for what, I try to come up with something really spiritual to say. That no one else has said, right? <laughs> I mean, that's competing because I want to sound the greatest. Didn't we mention that there's always something like that in a meeting? Yeah. And when Buddy and I are both in the meeting, there's two. <laughs> so if you notice, Amy, a lot of times I don't even comment in the meeting because I'm trying, I, I can't. If somebody else says enough, I don't need to speak. They don't need, they don't have to hear me. Bish, you got anything? You've been quiet today, sir. Any comments for us? You good? I'm good. It's been a real pleasure listening. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. You've you've had some good comments in the chat. Thank you. Anything else, guys, before we close? Been a good uh, meeting today. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. We'll take it from there and uh, see you guys next week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week.
Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.